we don't know what we're doing or what this podcast is about. It's absolutely generic. A little tech, a little weird, a little paranormal. Clearly don't know what we're doing. This was our third attempt at this. Yes. Uh, I'm Seegers. I'm Spoons. And we're doing this podcast this week because our friend Greg from the Creep Geeks podcast had a very serious accident. Um, he fell from a ladder while working on his van and uh, now is the proud owner owner of some titanium body parts. Not achieved from Amazon. He did have to go directly to the source. Yes. Uh, so as a joke, we said we were going to do this and uh, we uh, had talked about doing a podcast about a year and a half ago and never did get around to it because kids and wives and family. But uh, anything you want to say before we get into what little subjects we have, Spooner? Uh, no, I figure we'll just try to keep it lighthearted. We, we don't want a dark week. Uh, you know, uh, Greg and Omi are great people. They always uh, set a little our way each Christmas, and I think we have a good uh, internet friendship going. Uh, I think Seegers actually met... Uh, they were supposed to be coming to Michigan, I think, uh, upcoming Thursday, uh, Paracon in Flint. Uh, I'm assuming that's not going to happen now. Hmm. Um, but uh, I know you had actually saw them at, at the... I didn't get to go. Uh, oh. Well, so we none of us have ever met face-to-face except for Greg and Omi. Um, Which is ironic since I believe I speak to all of you more than I speak to some of my family members. Uh, same here. Definitely. Uh, if y'all didn't know it, me and uh, Spooner are the moderators for the Creep Geek and Cheap Geek Facebook groups. Um, we're the guys that are always causing trouble. So uh, yes. some of the uh, subjects we have this week are digital wallets, uh, an artist that used 99 phones to fake a Google Maps traffic jam, uh, Speaking a little bit about Mothman, Bigfoot, general cryptids, do you believe in them or not? And I had another thing, too, that's kind of a surprise. So, uh, Digital wallets. Cash remains the most frequent method of payment in the U.S., representing roughly 31% of consumer transactions, more than electronic credit, debit, or checks. Go ahead, Spooner. Uh, a LinkedIn-backed study also found that 32% of millennials surveyed uh, envisioned a cashless society, a catalyst consulting group study of millennials and digital wallets found that 93.9% of millennials have smartphones with 53.7% of that demographic saying that they prefer cards to cash. And I do not get that. I've always gone by cash. It's king. Um, I, I always, uh, yeah, I, I have to say I've always preferred cash, uh, our recent lifestyle. And uh, business is not allowed so as much for that. I, I definitely prefer cash over uh, <coughs> over card. I know recently, I think I had spoke to you guys uh, maybe this morning about it. I had a recent transaction. I was uh, <clears throat> selling some merchandise to uh, a, a guy I know pretty well, but uh, he wanted to cash app it to me. I uh, told him that was okay. I was charging him a $50 transaction fee if he wanted me to do it <laughs> paperless. Uh, but I prefer cash because cash is king. So. Well, you can't hack 
Well, people can't hack the cash that's already in your wallet. It may have been hacked before. You may, uh, you know, get a counterfeit bill or something. But I've always looked at it at, at it as if I've got it on me and I spend it, there I am. If it's out there digitally somewhere, uh, anybody can do most anything to it if they have the knowledge and the tools. Yeah, I, I got to say, paper is better. You know, paper is good. Uh, precious metals are better if everything really mm. goes to it. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, the whole digital push, I, from an early age, I uh, got my first, you know, adult job. Uh, I was making really good money, especially for an 18-year-old kid out of high school. I was paying for college out of pocket um, and still had some left over after the end of each month because I'm, I'm blessed with my family. I live with my parents. They took good care of me, uh, made things a little easier on me growing up, probably a little too easy according to my wife she likes to beat that back out of me but um i i, I fought having the debit card for forever uh, i got laid off ended up on unemployment the only way they would do it was direct deposit into my account which i had never done before uh and my wife and my mom had talked me into setting up a debit card and being a young man and newly into this relationship with my now wife 10 years later uh I paid very little attention to my account because I was very used to, I'd put what cash I needed for the next two weeks until the next paycheck into my wallet. And I knew that's what I had. And then when that ran out, I was done. But uh, a undisclosed amount of money later, I had to go to my then girlfriend, now wife and go, Hey, I overdrew my account. I need to borrow 20 bucks to make it until the next payday. So I have gas to put in my car to uh, get to my little um, get around town and things. And, uh, you know, as a guy, that was a bit disarm dis disarming, and that's the right word, yeah. to me. Uh, it kind of took the wind out of my sails, you know, that I, I, I had no one else to blame but myself. It was new. I should have kept better track of it. That was my fault. But uh, I definitely, the way I work and being tactile, I, I don't know about you, skiers, but if I can feel and touch it, I know it's there. The digital thing is not... Uh, not my forte, which is for what I do is ironic, I know, but uh, which we're not really going to get into. But I, I, I'm, we'll say where I'm in the medical field and I'm in the very digital heavy medical end of the field. And for me, still, the whole digital thing is very, very odd, very odd to me. Oh, our side of it, we do have a prepaid Visa card that we use to pay bills with online, all that stuff and everything. Uh, my check is uh, deposited. Uh, what do they call it uh, digitally and uh, you know that's fine yeah direct, yeah direct deposit and that's fine but you know generally I will put what I need to pay bills on that card and pay those bills and then the rest of it's cash for the rest of the week about a year ago I had a leak and I remember telling you and where about this uh, I had a yeah. leak in the uh, master bedroom closet from heavy rains and uh, Right in the middle of it, I am half up in top of that closet, tearing the ceiling out in the attic in the heat, and my phone goes off, and somebody has charged three hundred and fifty dollars to my card, and it was in Georgia where it happened at a T-Mobile store, and I know good and well I was not there, and I know even better that I would not be charging anything at a T-Mobile store, so that was two or three months waiting to get that money back. And, you know, some people, if they get hit like that, 
they're out. Uh, they're going to miss some bills. They're going to have some trouble. They're not going to be able to get to work. Luckily, I could get to work and everything. But it's uh, I, I just don't trust not having cash. And no, well, I, I, I was going to say this program we're using is Anchor, and it only allows us 30 minutes. So let's finish up on this part, and we can move on to the next. Yeah, I just I, I prefer cash over over card. I I know personally, <clears throat> it wasn't a false transaction. I paid off a credit card we've been using, but they still took my auto pay. Uh, so I was out that auto pay payment for the month until they. It took them six weeks to get my money returned to me, but for that six that six not six months six weeks, you know, a, any possible gains, uh, even if I had it in a, a, a large. Uh, I'm trying to think of CD account. Um, any percentage I could gain, have it in my own personal oh, savings yeah. compared to having it in theirs. They're they're gaining interest on my money that was taken twice because I had paid off the cards so absolutely, money, and then they took extra beyond it. See, and that's another thing too that just it irritates me. Uh, but you've always got to be paying on something—a house, a car, a credit card—to keep your credit score. We don't keep a credit card, which hurts our credit score. Uh, different types of credit help you along there. But you can owe nothing to anybody in the world, which is favorable to most people, but it hurts you. And that is the stupidest thing, I think, in the whole of the financial system. Yeah, well, that's what I just said. Like, we just did a consolidation, got some things paid down. And then as soon as you get it paid down and everything consolidated, then the credit card companies want to up your limit on the card. I mean, that's yeah. I mean, they're they're setting you up to fail. Not not that there there has to be piece personal recourse. I mean, you 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 have to answer to yourself and you know to obviously your creditors, but um, and be responsible for yourself. But I mean, it's just not setting up the system. Very. Uh, I don't want to sound like a socialist. Oh, I but know. it's not. You know, um, it's not setting people up to. The system is not set up to set people to succeed. The system is set up to set boundaries to keep you within a box to better. I always hate hearing this. You're out there to better the community as a whole, which I agree on a, a micro level, not as much with the macro. I'm fine with the macro. We need to sit, we need to further ourselves as a society also. But I just. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to finish that thought. It's going off. I'll go off on a tangent. I could be gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Another I'm, tangent. I'll I know what you mean. Tangent. I mean, I'm cap capitalist all the way. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a capitalist in it for me, not for everybody. I want to see you do well. I want to see your family do well. But I don't want to be the one that makes your family do well. I want to take care of mine. And I'll take care of you because it's, you know, like they say, it's the Christian thing to do. If you need me, I'm there. But, yeah, like if I got a buddy who's down on his luck or something, like I, I had one guy, I can work on my car, you know, talking. I can do all my repairs myself just fine. Buddy was down on his luck, laid off. You know, I had him do a couple, you know, what, what a cost away. Now, I, I did get some personal gain from it because if I had a shop to do it, it would have cost me a lot of money. If I would have done it personally, then I'm costing myself my hour, you know, my normal hourly wages, giving up my weekend, but being able to throw the money his way, get it done. I still get some gain. He gets some gain, and, but it's mutually beneficial, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, 
that's another thing too is um we rely way way too much on technology i mean of course me and you couldn't even make contact if we didn't have the technology that we have now but somebody gets right. into your phone and it's over man for a lot of people like me paying bills and stuff i try not to pay the bills outside of the house but so many different apps are connected in so many different ways in the background that you don't see that you know google knows where you are what you're spending what you have as does Apple, every other company. So, oh yeah, that was my wife and I had to go to the bank <clears throat> the other day. She was cashing in a a, a birth bond, a bond her great great grandmother bought her at birth, and it is matured, which are a complete cornhole now. You're not going to make any money on bonds. Don't do it for your kids. Um, but uh, they needed because it had her maiden name on it. They needed her marriage license. She just pulls it up on her phone. She has a digital copy of her marriage license right on her phone. I was like, okay, so you have your digital ID, your digital debit, your our marriage license. I'm like, if you lose your phone, we are up a giant creek. I'm yeah. like, it's the same thing with if you get pulled over by a cop. A lot of uh, insurance companies now offer a digital ID card, you know, for your insurance information. So you got to show the cop your insurance information. And some states want to put your driver's license where you can pull it up on your phone and you're handing that yeah. cop your phone. You hand that cop your phone unlocked. He has every oh, legal right to look through everything in your phone. Yes. I, don't, I think a lot of people don't realize that either. I mean, you know, you know, I come from a long military law enforcement background. Mm -hmm. So pro, you know, uh, emergency services, all that make, make their lives easier. I always wanted to see my dad and grandparents come home at night so for a safety aspect, I completely understand, but you have to have some sort of, no one has a sense of personal privacy anymore. And I'm just as bad for, it, especially being medical field. I am a horrible open book, drives my wife insane. She'll come <laughs> into work and my coworkers feel like they know her. Like they're talking to her about conversations, personal conversations we had just because I see I'm at work 50, 60, 70 hours a week. They see me more than my family a lot of time. So they're going to hear a lot, which is bad. I'm the same but, way. I, I wish I wasn't like that. Yeah, I, yeah, it's painful how open I I had a situation recently, and you know probably a little bit about this. Um, I probably shouldn't get in too much into it, but um, I was way too open even from where I needed to be more guarded than I was knowing who I was speaking to. But I know still that potentially I'm just not a very guarded person with my conversation. I, I wholeheartedly am a very open book uh, on a person-to-person you know, basis, but yeah, that's, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't even know where I was going with that now. <laughs> we need to move on to the next thing. Yeah, we're at 19 minutes already. Well, 15 on the recording since we had to start oh, three times. Uh, <laughs> going along with the whole digital wallet and not trusting your phone thing, an artist used 99 phones to fake a juke. Uh, an artist used 99 phones to fake a Google Maps traffic jam. With his Google Maps hack, artist Simon Weckert draws attention to the systems we take for granted and how we let them shape us. Uh, oh, yeah. Basically, the guy took a, got a bunch of his friends' phones, uh, some uh, rental phones in Germany, put them in a wagon and walked up and down a street until he created a traffic jam fooling Google Maps to think that there were a bunch of buses driving up and down the same street. 
where's that lead? I mean, that literally would people uh, rely on Google Maps, Apple Maps, uh, their GPS emergency services. Stuff, emergency services. Uh, he could have jammed up the whole system right there, and Google just kind of let him do it. I don't know if I can completely blame Google on it. I think we we're a little too reliant. Um, I know, back, again, going back to law enforcement, you know, they, they used to know every street in the town or the area they covered, so you didn't need a digital. I get it, your adrenaline's going. It's easier to have an onboard computer that's telling you turn by turn, this is the way that we need to go. Hey, traffic's, which is great, unless someone does something like this, which it runs that borderline. Is it a potential, if someone was in critical condition and MMR, I know this was Germany, but we'll go with personal, I know mobile medical response. That's our, ours is in our area. I don't know about your area. Yeah. Um, let's say they have patient cardiac arrest minutes count. And this guy created a traffic jam to prove a point, which is great. I get proved the point. At the very least, you need to let emergency services know, which you're not going to want to because they're going to try to stop you because it's really stupid. It's yeah. potentially dangerous um, because of that fact. I mean, if you have a cardiac, you need to get to the hospital within – your percentage starts to drop as soon as you hit the door, depending on the time the call came in. Um well, and that, I mean, I'm not blaming Google. I'm not saying Google let him do it, but there's no safeguard against right. that. It's just, he, he did a very basic hack of the system. Oh yeah. Well, it goes kind of back to uh, Hawaii when they accidentally set off the, Hey, imminent danger. Oh yeah. We have incoming missiles and the buttons looked identical. I know Omi like, was freaking out that day because her yeah. family is Hawaiian. Yeah, like why? Like that was a technical error on so like the coding. Not that I'm a coder or anything, but I mean, put them on a different screen at least. A prompt, you know, even Word documents ask you, "Hey, do you want to save this before you close it?" An actual hey, physical want, button. Yeah, or, or yeah, better yet, an actual under a glass. Yeah. Keys. Yeah, yeah, under lockout keys. Like, why not? If it takes two lockouts. To arm and fire, why doesn't it take two lockouts to literally cause mass panic? So, yeah. although, you know, mass panic, it could be, you know, maybe you need to put two lockouts on Twitter. I don't know. Depends on you. <laughs> look at it. Not saying here or there. On some people's Twitter. Yeah, some people's Twitter. Uh, you know, I, it's really fun to watch, but when you realize that's the world we live in today, it's a little odd sometimes. Mm -hmm. but, uh, mm -hmm. Well, see, uh, you don't even use Twitter. I do not. I do not use the tweets. I believe it is for teenage girls. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, <laughs> you also don't use Instagram. I do not use the Instas. No, I also don't use the Kicks. Is it Kicks? TikTok. No, TikTok. I won't My use little TikTok. Little cousins are going nuts. Little cousins are going nuts for TikTok. I was just. I, I won't allow TikTok in my house because supposedly, and this is conspiratorial probably, but it's a Chinese-ran app that gives out all kinds of information. So I don't allow it on my children's devices. I don't allow my kids on it. Do you own anything Samsung? Own anything Samsung? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you have a, I know my Vizio is probably listening to me. But, uh, my Vizio doesn't have a mic, supposedly. Yeah, supposedly. Any speaker can be a microphone. So. True. And who knows what's really... Well, but then there. there's Sam. Uh, let him... He had money. That he saved up and he decided he wanted to buy something. So we went to Best Buy. He bought uh, uh, an Alexa. 
Uh, oh god. At, he's oh, the yeah. Best Buy? That's more surprising than the Alexa. And he's in his room and it's hooked up to his Xbox. He it runs his podcasts for him at night to go to sleep and all that stuff and everything. That thing's always listening in my house. Yeah, that's that's a little unnerving. I won't uh, well it's bad enough. I guess we have we we I made the switch to Apple as Android for years. But uh Every time my phone does an update, I have to go back through and shut all of the Siri functions back off. Because yep. if not, it sits there and goes, oh, did you need something? I'm like, no. I, I use, will never ask you to do anything. I use Siri, but there's a lot of apps that I will turn off, like location and stuff like that on them. So, you know. Oh, that drives my wife insane. I constantly have my location shut off. Yeah. And it drives her bunkers. I was like, I use it if I need to use my GPS to get somewhere, and I shut it back off when I get to my destination. Well, me and her, when I get to my stores, I'll text her. I'm at such and such store. She'll text me the general area she's in while she's working and stuff just in case. But oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and again, no, nothing to hide. I had nothing to hide. But what I have is mine. And I right. need yeah, people knowing where I am. Um, I think that the only tracking your kids sometimes can be a good deal if they get to an age yes. where they're it is. It's a catch-22 depending yeah. on the system just because of it can be used for a positive or it can be used for a negative. Elderly parents. Yes. We had a scare a couple of years ago where uh, my mom got separated from the group at a at an event for my daughter. And for three hours, we thought somebody had taken her. But she was actually in the same building with the rest of the family that was there. She just got mixed up and went. She wasn't mixed up mentally or anything. She's, if she hears this, she'd kill me. The uh, she is one of the most strong-willed, strong-minded women I ever know. Is the only person in the world that I'm actually physically afraid of. But we thought she was gone. We're out running around all over the countryside trying to find her. And my wife ran into her coming out of the event, and everything was fine. But it made me want to put a tracker in my parents' car so bad. And they'd kill me if they found out I did that. Yeah, I, I get that. I, I know when uh, my grandpa shouldn't have been driving anymore. We, we didn't realize the extent of everything. We actually had the neighbors call us and be like, hey, you know, I'm just driving around the neighborhood. Um, seems kind of odd. Uh, grandma knew she was kind of keeping it under you know she had an idea that he, he wasn't cognitive we were having issues uh she would still send him to the store she, she's like well if it's a place he knows generally he can get there and get back i was like what do you mean generally he can get there and get back <laughs> yeah generally he can get there and get back i sent him taco bell uh kroger you know that sort of thing i'm like within a mile he's been gone for a few years now but and she's been gone for uh, this would have been the first, this was our first Christmas without her, yeah. second Christmas technically without her. But yeah, I just, God, God love them. Like, generations, like, I was like, do you realize how dangerous that is? Just for the general public. What if he hits somebody? He doesn't realize he hits somebody. He just keeps driving. Like, well, I don't know if you, I don't know. Let's see, you're what, 30? 30. 30. I just turned 30. Okay, I'm yeah, 50. Going on 60. 51, about to turn 52. But, you know, when I was a kid, it was go, go play, be home before the sun goes down. Oh, yeah. That's how it was when I was a kid. We, we had an apartment straight across from us. We played, God, we played baseball until they'd have to drag us in. It was wonderful. Yeah. And um, now you wouldn't think about sending your kid out into the street like that. 
Oh, especially in an apartment complex and low, not mm-hmm. to be pointing any fingers, but low, you know, lower income families, very few fathers involved. Uh, I mean, we did run into a few situations, but I, I was lucky. My father <clears throat> worked nights. Uh, he was right across the street, and, you know, s- slept like there was tissue paper between his toes. So, I mean, he was always out, you know, if anything happened. But, uh, yeah, I could not imagine the letting let my boy do that now. I, I'm lucky. I mean, my neighbors are good. Their kids seem pretty great. Um, and I've been trying to put that old school stuff back in too. Like today, me and him were out in the yard shooting BB guns. We bought him a bow and arrow for Christmas and his birthday. We uh, fly drones and stuff. My daughter's out there shooting the bow and arrow with us and shooting BB guns. It's something that yeah. needs to, you know, there's stuff that's missing, man. Because like, the, oh, yeah. we used to go to school with pocket knives in our pocket. The teacher would ask, you know, has anybody oh, got yeah, a knife? Absolutely. We whip it out. Now yeah. they would go to prison. Kid prison, yeah. but still. Well, a, I was talking to my wife the other day. I'm like, you hit November, even not November, depending on the time of year, <clears throat> depending on the season. My high school had enough firearms to take on a small militia. Like, <laughs> and it yep. wasn't for anything un, untoward. I mean, it was hunting season. You got out of school, you, you were going. Or, you know, if you were heading up to Jay's straight after school on a Friday, and maybe, you know, a lot of the guys, you know, we had a lot of agriculture. They they'd sell their pigs and stuff at the end of the year and then that's what they did with their money they'd buy a new hunting rifle or something you know they'd be trading in what they had from the year before mm-hmm. uh nothing ever bad happened i mean even the uh, teachers and and uh and principals i mean they, they were they were, they were card holders we we had our 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 safety officers were in the school they didn't have a problem with it you know don't get don't be stupid. Don't pull it out. You know, it wasn't like way back in the day. I have, I have patients who tell me stories about they had a shotgun rack in their grade school. Sixth, seventh grade. They had a shotgun rack next to their coat rack in the school. <laughs> I'm like, that is the greatest thing I have ever heard. And he's like, you want to know what? We never had one misfire. It's not something. Loaded. You know, yeah. I'm like, it's not something big I want to get into on a podcast like this, but there's a mental and moral disconnect in our country oh, that causes yeah. all this stuff. And it's not video games. It's parenting. No. It absolutely it's, is. It's parenting. It's uh, not to get super weird, but uh, radio, not radio waves specifically, but like Wi-Fi and things, it changes. There is a physiological change with the amount of energy we are putting out there electronically uh headaches uh mood swings and, and they can prove it they they put wi-fi they're having issues with the wi-fi uh i don't know if it's here on my state or not the wi-fi was so strong it was giving the kids headaches well it was proven the whole they five pull it back out. the whole 5g network thing conspiracy that's going out right now talking about 5g just burning people's brains and stuff yeah, well, think about it. back in the day how they figured out how to make microwaves. They're like, wow, that's a lot of dead birds. I wonder how that happened. Hey, what yeah. we can do? I can cook dinner faster this way. Yeah, dude you know, melted a chocolate bar in his pocket in the uh, laboratory while they were working on that. That's how, I mean, that's part of why it was discovered. Yeah, yeah I know my wife's, uh, my wife's grandfather, he wouldn't allow a microwave in his house instead of gives him cancer. Possibly. His grandma, her grandmother would hide it. She bought one. <laughs> and it, they had nine kids. Okay, so uh, you know, whatever she needed to do to get through her day, 
he was an uh, OTR driver, you know, he was gone a lot. Uh, but, uh, yeah, when, when Dad wasn't home, the microwave come out, made popcorn, did all the easy stuff, you know, the boys could make their own dinner. Uh, not to be sexist, boys and girls can make all the own things they can do. Everything a boy can do, a girl can do. Um, but, uh, yeah, he ended up with cancer still, uh, which I thought there was some irony. Like, I, I think from a, from a standpoint of husband and wife and not telling each other things, if there's a certain point where I really don't want something in our home because I believe it'll do, consciously cause an issue, and then that issue arises, I, I have to imagine. I'd love to have sat in on that conversation. Yeah. Leaving the doctor's office. Not, like I told great. you so. Yeah, he's doing great. Uh, he's in remission. He's, he, he's built like an ox, a five-foot-four ox. But he, uh, you know, just a... Uh, and I have to say, go back to faith. I mean, his faith, I had to carry him through. He is a God-fearing, Bible-thumping man who just raised a family, you know, with uh, eight great kids and one I wouldn't care for. But Yeah, you know. we got one minute left. And with you saying that, that's another disconnect in our country, too. It used to be religion, school, family, and now it's yeah. not. Well, I think the faith kind of connected with the morals. And I'm not saying you have to have faith to have morals, because I have friends who don't have faith, but their morals are just fine. True. I, you know, not that they didn't grow up with faith. They grew up with a lot of faith, and that's why they don't have faith now, I think. But, 30 seconds. Um, yeah. Let's stop this one, and I'll start another recording. Hold on. Mothman, Bigfoot. The Mothman is an utter and complete <laughs> lie. Fabrication of the CIA, like the Chukacabra. I'm just cutting seekers off. We had a plan. I'm going off. <laughs> Mothman is a complete and utter conspiracy and does not exist. You want something real? Bigfoot. Bigfoot is real. He is a giant North American ape in small numbers that exists. I'm gonna I'm gonna okay. say Mothman Mothman is a complete and total fake nothing. I agree with you there. Bigfoot, I don't know, man. It this since before I was born, this has been going on. There are people who say that the Patterson Gimlin movie, the 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 suit was made by Morris Costumes, not fifty miles away from me in Charlotte, North Carolina. The guy said he made the suit that ran Morrison costumes. Greg and Omi love talking about Bigfoot, not putting them down. I, I love to hear all the cryptid stories and all that and everything. It's, it's a neat uh, divergence from everything else and takes your mind off of real world problems. But I just don't think Bigfoot's real. I think we would have captured one by now. I don't know. I, I, I don't go with the supernatural aspect as much of Bigfoot. Not that I don't believe in the supernatural. I, clearly, I've spoken with you guys, and we've both had instances where there is a veil and there's things that exist that we cannot explain. But Bigfoot, I have to believe, uh, just from the nature aspect, um, a lot of my ecological classes in college and high school and talking to different people, I, think, I, I believe it's highly likely, maybe not... Uh, 
I, I think somewhere if you mix in the wild man <laughs> and an ape-like creature and with however many different cultures have renditioned uh, of such a creature, I believe something exists, if not currently at some point. Um, well, mountain apes, mountain apes and gorillas were thought of as myths up until I think it was the 1920s or 1930s before one was actually brought back alive to, you know, uh, West, the Western world. They were known in Africa and all that and everything, but you know what I mean? Just there's stuff out there that we don't see. That's true. I, I you know, when people that. love going to other countries and bringing stuff back, that's not there. So, um, <laughs> it's a totally different tangent. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, it's kind of true. I mean, look at Great Britain. They they did it for a lot of years. We're just kind of come to your country and uh, pillage your natural resources. And, uh, yo, I want to look at these tombs that you buried your dead, you know, an honorable dead. We're just going to dig them up, see what they're. Yep. Which I get. You got to learn history somehow. But, you know. Um, and the grave robbers, of course, beat them to it before then. That's their own kinship. So, you know, there's uh, grave ro- When does it stop being a grave robber and start being an archaeologist? Uh, I think it has something to do with body temperature. Uh, <laughs> or degrees. In both instances, degrees. like a college degree. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, there's, there's a lot of things we do in the name of science. And, you know, Jeff Goldblum said it best. There's a lot of things in this world that we don't, you know, we asked that if we could, but we never asked if we should. I probably murdered that quote. Um, you mean uh, uh, your scientists? They uh, never ask if they could. They ask. They never ask if they should. They uh, ask if they could. Yeah. You didn't have enough well, us in yours. Kid, as a kid growing up, I loved Jeff Goldblum, but he's even too Jeff Goldblum for me nowadays. Like the whole jazz album thing. You know, I guess I love him, and I really liked him as Thor, but. Because he was just playing himself in Thor. Like, well, if he was some, yeah. Even he and the fly went out and did some scientific stuff that was way over questionable and messed itself up. Yeah. So, other cryptids, uh, Lizard Man, 15 miles from me here in South Carolina. I know it ain't real. People, yeah. th- there yeah, are pages is... devoted to this. And it's not real. The guy who originally supposedly saw it said that he lied but people still want to stalk that down and they're not going to find anything. Yeah, you want to see a lizard person, pull up the Clinton's Facebook page. Here we go again. <laughs> I'm really trying not to. I, I, yeah, it's kind of friendly. <laughs> I'm just, I'm doing it in jest. But, you know, I know. I also don't want to end up on one of their lists. But, yeah. Well, um, it's, l- it's not like we've got an opposing political view here, so. Uh, I'm not going political. I'm just saying, yeah. in general, as people. Um, yeah, nothing to do with their politics. I don't like them as a person. Just completely different. Um, that that's that's kind of a thing with me. It's not cryptid, but uh, as far as paranormal, your gut feeling on someone when you first see them or first meet them, that you know how they are or what they are. You know, kind of like shaking somebody's hand the first day they come to work, and you can tell if they're going to be worth a crap or not. Exactly. They should look in your eye and it should be a firm handshake. Mm-hmm. Anything less than that. You know, there's a couple people over the years I've given uh, I've given a little bit of leeway. Maybe it's their upbringing, um, you know, sickness. 
Uh, maybe, maybe they've had a really long day, you know, they, they, you know, if they're on hour 16 and they're just meeting you, you know, there's, there's leeway there. It's not a hard black or white line, but for the most part, I think my gut and everything's real. I, I had a lady I worked with who came to my wedding and she brought her husband that I had a low opinion of just from the stories and some instances. And I shook his hand and I looked him in the eyes and that opinion did not change one man. One iota, if anything, it completely and utterly cemented my belief and, what I thought of him. <laughs> I have been wrong about someone twice. And uh, I was amazed that I was wrong. I was actually pleased that I was wrong about them and they worked out at jobs and stuff. And I have had people that I had thought I've been wrong about. And then like a month later, they've turned around and proved me right. So, and it oh, was yeah, all yeah. good feeling. People, I, I love to work with them. I thought they were the greatest things sliced bread. And then, yeah, they just completely dropped the ball. Um, and those people generally, it was, I got along with them on a personal level, but their professional level was horrendous. Um, and then I've had some that I, I got along with on a personal level and they're professional. Um, you know, that was wrong. Uh, I had one guy, uh, they hired him on. I was trying to get him fired from the word go. Uh, uh, unfortunately, you know, I just, they hired him on. But he's gotten his stuff together, and now he's one of our trainers, and I think he's he's got it uh, for the most part. So, Will cryptids, cryptids. Uh, let's see, we've done well, pterodi- the, the pterosaurs. Um, I got a cryptid for you. Uh, anyone under the age of twenty-five with a work ethic, do they exist? Boy. <laughs> I think it's coming around. I got to be honest. Uh, I thought uh, I, I, I thought hipsters were the end of the world, but uh, you know, trying to get back to taking you know a step back and removing yourself from the technology and working with your hands, I really give them a hard time with their man buns at first. But I'm like, well, some of what they got to go in, you know, is, they're kind of right. They're kind of moving in the right direction. Um, I'm having a hard time with that now, especially, you know, um, I, I was like to say, because my age bracket, technically I'm a millennial, uh, but I identify as Gen X uh, because, you know, I can. Because um, that's the world we live in. If I identify, <laughs> yeah, that's a whole different thing. But if I don't want to identify as a millennial, I, you can ask anybody. I am an old, old man in a 30-something body. Uh, and I look as old as I feel, so it helps. But, uh, I'm a 30 year old in an old man's body. Yeah, you got the opposite issues. Not that I ever grew up, I, but yeah, my, you know, my wife and I are very old. Uh, both of us, though, and I think that old souls, if we go back to that, which could be a completely different conversation, whether you think your soul is being reused like a social security number or not. But, uh, which I have to believe, going back to the cryptids and that end of it. There's got to be something there. I know Bobby B touches on it in the past lives thing, um, but uh, and, and I like listening to some of his content. But uh, there's got to be something to that. Like I feel like even my boy, my boy is no blood to me. We adopted, um, but he is way more family than a lot of family. And I have to believe that in some way, my wife and he and I have been connected for a long time somewhere in the ether um 
just with how hard and fast our family is connected and what we've been through. And that might just be from the hard road we've had um, from day one. It was a fight. But uh, not only, you know, medically, spiritually, emotionally, financially, everything across the board. And maybe that's why I feel like we've been together for so long. But uh, there's got to be something to that about the age of, I mean, if energy uh, is only created and never destroyed, then you have to believe somewhere along that line. I mean, we're basically a flesh and blood robot. Um, Yeah, everything that ever was always will be. Yeah. So, Well, we are 40 minutes into a 30-minute podcast, and I think that... Next time, we came off better prepared than we thought we would, but uh, next time we do this, we'll uh, be even better prepared. So we'll see how this goes and if there's any demand for it, or even if there's not, because I kind of like sitting here talking. I've got to say, I enjoyed it. I appreciate you putting in the legwork. I I know I'm literally, Scott is literally doing everything here. I'm literally working off my phone, sitting on my on your own table hoping my son is asleep upstairs by now uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i gotta go tell some people to go to bed here soon too so yeah. all right we'll wrap this up and we'll talk to you later i'm seegers i'm spoons and uh we'll catch you on the cheap Geek and creep geeks facebook pages and who knows we might even make a page of our own sooner or later bye bye